0: You know, look, uh, the Nets are generally overly cautious, so I could see it extending from, like I said, two to four weeks on the the long end of it, four weeks. But let's say it's those six games. No reason they can't go three and three. And and one of the reasons for a a big extended streak, like you got one of the benefits of winning 18 out of 20, is you have a little margin for error. I don't think this team's going to lose 11 games in a row. I just don't think that's going to happen. So the whole deja vu thing comes off as like crying to me. You know, last year's Nets team was soft. Let's not be soft. Let's not take the cues from that team. Let's take the cues from the team that last night came back from nine down in the fourth quarter and won the game without Kevin Durant. You know, and that's what you want to see. You want to see that sort of response. You want to see Jacques Vaughn, you know, his demeanor after the game. He was upbeat. You didn't see Jacques Vaughn crying in the post-game press conference after this happened. And when I saw it, you know, I I never thought it was that big a deal when I saw the whole thing unfold. I mean, unfortunately for Katie, it's just kind of the way he's built that he's going to get people falling into his lower extremities but you you said it before the impact wasn't as hard he also got up and tried to play which you know wasn't the same as last year he was able to get up and down the court a few times so it looked to me like all right he tweaked it he sprained it a little bit just gotta rest it make sure it's right and then he'll get back out there and then the, the opportunity that comes from that is anybody who wanted a chance to shine or needed more rhythm like ben simmons here's your chance to be more aggressive Otherwise, you know, like he was about to get called out by a lot of people, probably already was. This could be a chance for him to put his head down and drive to the rim a little bit more because theoretically he should have the ball in his hands a little bit more. Maybe Cam Thomas gets dusted off and he gets a chance to show what he can do. T.J. Warren hasn't played in a long time. He's going to get a a lot more possessions to get his rhythm back. So there's all those ancillary benefits that can come along With it. No one wants to see KD go down for one game, you know, much less a couple of weeks. But in the grand scheme of things, if you had said before the year, and and we don't know what's gonna happen beyond this, but if you had said before the year this would be the KD injury, I think everybody'd sign up for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And honestly for me the spotlight is on it's on two people. Jacques Vaughn, it's time to go be great, right? If if he you know as as of right now, he's the front runner, the leading candidate to be the coach of the year prove it, show why you deserve that. You know, i this is, this is a coaching problem at this point, you know, when you have things happen to your team like this, it's up to you to scheme through it. Right. And then number two is, and I know we've talked about him is is Ben Simmons. And there's a point to which, and I don't think we're there yet. I don't even think we're being close to there where you look at the difference between when he was driving 15 times a game as the second star on a, on a Sixers team Versus what he's doing, driving three times a game as, I guess, the third star in this Nets team. And you're going to have to see him make up some of that difference. And there we go. Uh, Our guy SB threw up the stats uh, in the chat. There needs to be improvement made there, you know. And if he doesn't make that improvement, it's not that the Nets are going to struggle to win games. It's not that they're going to be bad, but they're not going to be as good as they can be. Ben Simmons has to be a value add to this team, and he is in so many ways. But now that we do not have Kevin Durant on the floor, he's going to get his own plays. He's going to get plays drawn up for him. He's going to be a player that Jacques Vaughn might have to rely on in certain circumstances. And I just hope it goes the positive direction rather than the negative direction where he is relied upon and it doesn't go too well. And, and you know, Ben Simmons,
0: uh, you saw a little preview of it, Hudson, last night. Eric Spolster is a proven coach. He showed you how teams are going to scheme against Ben Simmons in the playoffs because he just he had everybody that was supposed to be guarding Ben Simmons playing free safety. And that's what's going to happen if Ben isn't a threat. I, I think Ben's taken out his, uh, his rhythm a little bit, too, because he's been playing with Seth Curry a lot, who's been taking the ball up. And, and either they're, they're trying to get Seth back in a rhythm or possibly showcase him. But I, I mean, I think everybody knows this is the, the time for Ben Simmons to get out of that funk. And absolutely, that's what's going to happen come the playoffs if he doesn't show that willingness to be aggressive. His teams just aren't going to guard him. And that's going to be more attention sent KD and Kyrie's way.
2: Don't look now, but here comes Joe Harris, Joey Buckets coming back with 25
1: points a game and five or six made threes. He's averaging, like, 13 kidding, points more per game when Least he starts. Jokes, I wish. So, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Someone this has, this has to rise.
2: Someone has to rise, and they will. I'll add this. Alex, cue up the uh, the Fred uh, clip from Old Man in the Three. Glue um, guys put this out there. They said by the time K- KD came back, the Nets went from 27-15 and 15 to 32-31, eighth in the East. I wouldn't bet a dollar that that happens. I guarantee you that that doesn't happen. Um, and then also... They said Harden, you know, Harden was traded. Harden forced to trade. I saw Jay from BK. He probably got here late. I already mentioned it. But um, Jay from BK said last year's team had a guy quit during the 11-game losing streak. Like, Harden didn't want to be the guy, right? When he first got here, he wanted to be the guy. He was getting MVP considerations. He was making Reggie Perry look good.
0: <laughs>
2: then fast forward to the second year, KD gets hurt. Kyrie is getting special treatment or whatever because of the vaccine. James is like, this is not what I came here for. I didn't came, I didn't come here to carry this team. So it's interesting when you talk about last year. This is not last year. A lot has changed, and I put in, in the notes. You know what's different this year: the roster, the head coach, the vibes, the energy around the team. Let's play what uh, Fred Van VanVleet had to say on Old Man in the Three podcast about these Brooklyn Nets.
3: And. Uh, so we played them early and we played them um, recently. The game has changed completely to where it's not the juggernaut, where it's like, just come up. Brown's going to ISO you to death. Uh, Kyrie's going to ISO you to death. Uh, whatever, like that. Great teams in the league are playing great fucking team basketball. And that's the biggest difference that I've seen, especially this year, because we played Brooklyn when they looked like they didn't want to be there and they hated each other. And Steve was there and you could tell it was, you know, messed up. And then we played on recently where it was just like they're on a rhythm and they're on a, a clock and everybody's bought in and everything's flowing the right way. I think those are the, the best teams that are bought in completely to everything they got going on. I like the word friction there was friction a lot of friction there was a lot of friction and dysfunction and um you used to just throw a mask on it and win a couple games and you know have some superstars that could bail you out but with the way the game is going i think you got to be playing great team basketball to make it through the regular season now with that being
2: said man i mean that's what the nets are doing this year they're playing team basketball they're passing the ball they're trusting each other They're bought in on defense, and now they got to buy in to their roles and their assignments and what they're supposed to do more than they were when KD could just get to the paint, rise up, and hit his mid-range shot, get you a bucket. Like, they really got to lock in. There can't be any type of, like, oh, uh, you know, missing shots. Royce going 0 for 8. I hate to use him as an example, but um, there can't be miscommunications where guys are getting cooked on defense. There can't be hero ball where it's just Kyrie Iso and hope Kyrie can save the day they have to play team basketball and I think they are and I think that they will now going back to KD it's unfortunate um he was climbing the all-time scoring list Alex if you could put up the screenshot of the all-time scoring list I highlighted Kevin Durant and if you go and look at the number of games right imagine where Kevin Durant would be If he didn't get hurt every year, every other year, like he's missed a ton of time, but his numbers are still way up there when you're looking at scoring. I've had conversations on WFAN about Kevin Durant when it's all said and done will be in the GOAT conversation. If he wins one ring in Brooklyn, he's definitely in the GOAT conversation. But I'm talking about this this guy's full body of work when it's all said and done. And I don't think he's done yet. Like he's going to be up there in scoring, impact. We've never seen a seven foot player like this do what he's done. He's having a ridiculous year shooting the ball. He's having like an all time year as far as like turnaround jumpers and mid range shots. But you know what? Everything happens for a reason. I said we pray for health. He's not out for the season. I think he's honestly going to ice up for two weeks, not take this West Coast road trip. Maybe he takes it. But like, it could be a blessing in disguise. It could be the like rest that he needs to push through the rest of the way. What do you guys think about that, uh, the scoring list, and what um, what Fred had to say
0: on Reddick's pod? Well, you know, Le- LeBron is going to wind up putting that scoring. He's going to break Kareem's record next month, and he's just going to keep on going with it. What he's doing at 38 years old, we never see. But KD is one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, and yeah, as far as where he ranks on the list, time missed has, has, has hurt that. But that's a player the Nets are getting back, is one of the greatest players of all time in, in Kevin Durant. And, and it does feel like a different team. It does feel like a different spirit. It does feel like different leadership. It does feel like different shared purpose, right? We, we've, I don't know how many times we've said on this show, real teams still play well when guys go down because they have a, a scheme. They have, you know, a, an identity that they follow and they, they play together. They share the ball. They play hard and, and they, they know what they're doing. They're also talented beyond one player. And and I think that's the case here. I hope KD's back for the All-Star game. Actually, I know people will say, rest him through the All-Star game. I want to see him play in the All-Star game. I want to see KD and Kyrie play together in the All-Star game. Um, But as far as this team goes, look, KD's a big reason for this, a huge reason for this. But currently, the Brooklyn Nets have the best effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage in the history of the NBA. So they are shooting the ball very well. Kyrie shooting the ball very well. And then all those guys that sometimes we complain about, but they can all hit shots. Royce O'Neal can hit shots from the outside. Yuta's shot the ball really well from the outside. Seth can hit shots from the outside. Joe Harris can hit shots from the outside. TJ Warren can hit shots from the outside. They got other guys who can piece it together for a period of time. So I I think the fact that this is an improved roster, I think the fact that they've got a different coach um, who has done it, is as likable as any human being on earth, I'm just not concerned. I'm just not concerned about this KD injury unless he were to come back and re-aggravate it. Then I get really concerned. You know, you need Kevin Durant in the lineup. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But any real championship team, look at the Warriors right now. Seth, Seth, uh, Steph Curry's been out. You know, and we, we thought he, he was the only reason they could ever win games. They've been able to fight through and win some games. The, the Lakers are winning without Anthony Davis behind Le- LeBron James. So, you know, the, the Bucks have won without Chris Middleton for a long stretch of time. you, you got to be able to do that. Kevin Durant's the number one guy on this team. But if this is the number one team when it's all said and done, they, they can go without relying on one player for, for less than a month.